Welcome to the Stabcast. I'm Dan. And I'm Mindy, hootie motherfucker. <laughs> hootie who? We're here. We're back. We're here to talk about the Scream TV show again. This time we're talking about the VH1 version. Yep, it's also known as Season 3. Season Kiki. Season Kiki. <laughs> season Mary J. Blige, where she decided to just cast everybody. And also... We would love to put this in there real quick. This is also the only series that got the original mask yeah. and had Mr. Fam- the famous Mr. Roger Jackson doing the voice. Doing the ghost face. So, honestly, I'm not going to lie. I think I even said this the last time we discussed the series. This is my favorite season. Yeah, and this is the one that feels like the scream. It feels like scream. It does. Like that's the and that was I think we even said it last week or two weeks ago. It feels ago like a six hour movie. It does. But I think we even we said it a couple of weeks ago about the, the screen T V show the first two seasons was it's good for a slasher show but it doesn't really feel like scream. No, like what about this is scream? The, the story, none of it feels scream at all. Well, the prep the story, the premise and the phone calls. That's what we scream about it. They yeah, but even, yeah. But it should have been a different name. But they didn't rip up enough to where it didn't justify not being its own thing. Yeah. Like, the story of Brandon James could could have been called just that or called and something I else. And you know? I thought it should have been, honestly. Yeah. I, I think that these all should have been separate. Yeah. And also, I mean, I got to say it. I don't we, – we're going to put up a little bit of a PSA here real quick just because BH1 – because it was directed by Mary J. Blige, they did make a complete cast change, and they decided to have all of their people be less people, of course, and only a couple of white people. Yes. I don't want anybody to get offended or anything. We're not being racist with anything that we talk about. No. I just want to put it out there. We're not. Put PSA out there that that the really big difference, and this time, that side is the one that prevailed. Yeah, I mean, they... Normally, it's different. Yeah, I mean, in horror movies, that is a classic trope, but they really, uh, like, any article at the time when they decided to do this, it's, you know, Scream's going urban, Scream's going urban, so... That that is what it like. That's the direction they were, and there's nothing wrong with acknowledging that because that's what they said when they when they came out with it. Mm-hmm. The the producers of the show will tell you that that that's what it is. And there's nothing wrong. And for that like alternative and for like something like a little different because like 
Like, let's be honest. The representation in Scream has been pretty fucking trash. Like, you had, like, Joel in 2. But, like, a lot of, like, the survivors are always, like, the white people. Besides, like, Joel, like, like there's a couple, like, token black people that died, like, in a lot of those 90s movies. And Scream's no different. It was no. the same thing. Yeah. So, like, you never really had, like, a strong African-American character. Honestly, so. this is the only flasher that I can really think of that has that premise besides that movie that I had you watch on Netflix uh, with the... Uh, Big colored boy who didn't talk. Yeah. The accident that happened, and then they had to dance or whatever. What was that? I can't remember. Uh, I don't remember. I'll come up with the name, people. I'll let you know. It was when they played the prank on him, though. It was a yeah. good movie, and I remember what you're talking about. And, and there's nothing wrong with that, and that's like kind of Jordan Peele's whole pitch, too, because that market, and he even said, like, when they were saying, do you want to make a movie about, like, a white guy? And, and like uh, in that, like they're the primary and uh, like protagonist. And he's like, I've seen that movie before, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, like what I'm trying to do is different, and that's why a lot of his his casts are usually all African American with a couple whites, you know, uh, sprinkled in. Mm-hmm. And, and that's fine. And there, there's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely. And there, not. there's nothing wrong with this. And it's something different from Scream. We usually see a bunch of pansy ass white kids, and like season, like and I was kind of alluding to it. Like I was kind of calling it preppy. Uh, the last couple of weeks, but like, it was way too much. Like you know, like like little preppy white boy shit with, with the season one and two. Like 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 the the kids were like very very white, like very suburban fucking. Like like it was just too much. Yeah. To where it's like it's good that we we got a little something different now, and it's not like oh my god, I gotta get an Uber. <laughs> you know, like, like it's like just a bunch of like like pansy and then like little you got kids. Kiki Palmer fucking on the steps in the beginning fucking petition for something. She likes to petition. Yeah, she's fun. She makes this entire series as far as I'm concerned. I think she's the best character. Her character means Kim and I think Kim is the best character in the whole entire series. And let me let me start this by giving us all our characters on a silver platter here. Sorry guys. Uh, no, you're good. We have Kiki as Kim, a bull rebellious student. Um, by the way, she spells her name KYM. KYM. We got Tyler Posey as Shane, and he's kind of the drug dealer type. He's the he's he's graduated or I don't maybe he got kicked out. I, I think, think he was a dropout. Yeah, he I was think he dropped out. But he's in this bitch and but he's he a pretty big actor. He likes okay. to fuck fast. Tiger's in this hoe. Tiger! Tiger plays a really big role too, guys. It's hilarious. He plays a huge role. And he's the main character's fucking brother. Then we have, you know, Biggie, 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 can't you see? We have Biggie Small's son, my boy C.J. Wallace. Uh, he plays Amir. He's yeah, and he plays like a actually like a good kid, like a like a. He plays a good little Indian boy. Yeah, that he's Amir, and, and then you got Beth, played by Georgia Wingham. And she did a great job. Yeah. That was a fun character. Tattoo artist, goth girl, you know, very. She was was fun. She was fun. You have Jessica Sula as Liv. uh, Our main character is kind of little chicky. She's a little nuts, a little preppy. And we have RJ Seiler as Dion Elliott, a successful football player, who pretty much is our our final guy, almost. Like, he's the main character of this thing. He's the one that, he's our Sydney, if you think about it. Like, we end up getting the final girl, and we'll talk about it. A couple of them, actually. But but Dion, he, like, that, 
that is our meat and potatoes of what we're following here. And real quick. This is his story. Real and his quick, brother. I would like to say something. Say something. Real quick. We, me and Daniel, we watched a movie back in 99. Well, that came out in 99. It was called Cutthroat Alley. Yes. And it did almost the same exact thing that this did, but without the screen name. Yes. If you guys have not checked that out, like I said, it's called Cutthroat Alley. Go ahead yes. and give it a watch. It's definitely worth it. Especially yes. if you did find yourself liking this movie. Or even especially if you find yourself sitting there going, you know what, they're right. Like, there is no, like, color people movies. Like, what the fuck? Go check this out. Because it's actually a really good representation on screen. Even though it's not screen. It's screen without the screen. That, was a, that movie is a fucking classic. And, uh... You watched that movie like 50 fucking times. I love that You went fucking balls out on that when you were little every night. I want to watch Cut Third Alley. I'd have to watch it again to to remember if it's like ages or not. If it holds up. It probably doesn't. But but that was a fun movie. Now this, and we start out with already a cameo from Tony Todd, who's the hook man. And you got the Well, actually, no, no, no. You can't forget the nurse. In the beginning. No, you're right. So I'll start. In the beginning, we start off with a howl of the moon. And if you look in the sky, it's really cool. If you look in the sky, you can actually see Ghostface's face in the clouds. It's really cool. Um, Little Easter egg for you. And we're showing this. Girl, she's talking on the phone. She's chopping up strawberries and looking like a house. She dresses like a sexy nurse, whatever. Doorbell goes off, and she's singing outside. And she goes to the door to trick or treat, but it's dressed like Ghostface. Dabs her in the tit. <coughs> Turns out they're not the, the knife isn't real, so it's okay. It's <coughs> She was a little concerned because they cost a lot. Stabbed her in the dick. But it was okay. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> I can see it now. That could be a t-shirt. That could be a t-shirt. Stabbed her in the dick. Um, but anyways, he didn't hurt the implants, but she was okay. He took a twins bar and he ran. And then we find out shortly after that this is Marcus Elliot. And then we meet his brother, um, Dion Elliot. Yes. After he finds, after Neon finds out that Marcus was just candy robbed by one of the bullies down down the street, so they go to go get it from the junkyard. Yeah. Marcus is scared, and he tells him that Tommy Jenkins told him that a man named Hookman lives there, and that if they get in there, Hookman will kill them. Yeah. Well, they go in there, Hookman. Tony Todd gets a hold of them, and then we fast forward many, 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 many years. Many later. years. And we find out that the, that Marcus did not survive the attack, that he did die. They couldn't find a body, but he died. But he died. So Dion's off, living his life. He's living large. He's doing a great yeah, he's a really good kid. He's got really good grades. He keeps his nose straight, his head up. He's a really good, uh, what is he at first, running back? Yeah. 
Yeah, he's a really good running back for the high school football team. So good that he's being scouted by San Diego State. And, like, he's, he's excited for his future. Yeah. Then we meet, right after, we meet Hawkins. Hawkins is a funny fellow. He's in it, but he's not in it. Hawkins is somebody who's Dion's substitute, so he never gets to play. But yeah. Dion is always playing. So they're, like, really good buddies, but, like, they do ride on each other for that. Like, the first thing, like, he says to him, it's like, yo, Danny, you know, let me play this year. And he's like, I don't know. <laughs> Probably not. So, like, it was, it was, like, it was Hawkins. Was, Hawkins is hilarious. So then they run into young Beth, who's standing up against the door, smoking a cigarette. Dion asks if she wants to cut in line. She tells him that's a bad idea. Um... They debate whether or not she would look normal without her jewelry and all of her makeup. She tells her tells them to bite her and shit, and immediately she becomes my favorite. Yeah. And then we move on to Manny and Kim. Kim is protesting something. Manny is her best friend, so he's just always with her, even if he doesn't want to be. But he's into the fellas. And yeah, he he's into the fellas. <laughs> so and he's a good looking guy too. It's And then we meet Amir. Well, actually, we forgot about Amir. Because in the beginning, a tradition that Dion does is he tries to outrun the school bus to school every year. Not every year, every day. Yeah. And that's how we meet Amir. Because he sees that Dion's running a little bit late. Yeah. So he even says, running late today, Dion. And then Dion made it there right before the bus came. And he's like, what the hell? Yeah. Like, damn it. Damn, bro. <laughs> so, like, he's he's funny, but we forgot to introduce him. But basically, they all get detention for all different reasons. We're not really going to nitpick into that. I don't think it's necessary to you. No, but they're the dead fist club. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> basically, the teacher doesn't really even want to be there, so he puts that in charge. Yeah. He calls them the breakfast club, and you leave. So, of course, they start Googling, and they're like, well, that was the breakfast club. And we quickly find out who our characters are. You, you got the know-it-all, the princess, the jock, the geek, the nerd, the... All the character kids, tropes. All the character tropes, except for the gay guy. The gay guy, there was no gay guy. Randy the was there. Club. There was no gay guy in the breakfast club. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So that's something new that they added in. Yeah, they had to. But, exactly, I feel like they had to. But, so, they quickly start calling themselves the Dead Fist Club, and, like, Kim says one of my favorite lines. I love it. They they ask Beth, well, which one are you? And Kim goes, well, that's easy. She's the basket case. As that one. That was stuff. a funny and line. That was really. Kim has a lot of funny one-liners. Well, yeah, Kiki Palmer obviously can act her ass off, and she's really good. And I'm glad she finally had her moment with Nope and stuff. Because that she's when, so fucking funny, though. I mean, yeah. I'm glad she had her dramatic moment. She's I'm funny glad. in that too, though. But I mean, in this in this series, she is so funny. That's why she's my favorite. She steals the show. She's great. She's so fucking funny. Yeah, she is funny. And she's, like, still believable, too. And, like, 
how somebody would be in that situation. Exactly. You know? She knows the environment that she's in. Yeah. She had to lie about her address to get into school in the first place. Like, she knows where she is, and she doesn't, she's not standing for it. She doesn't respect it. Yeah. Like, and, and one of my favorite scenes with her is when she's kind of, and it's not, we can we can still go back and like talk about everything else because it's not really spoiling anything, but her uh, kind of acknowledging it that it's like people like get shot here mm-hmm. and like people that like like we're not really afraid of a serial killer, you, you know. At first, you know yeah. what I mean. Like you, she's like, and she's like worried about calling the cops too. Yeah, and they're it seems, more worried about the cops. And it seems like low hanging fruit when you're like, all right, screams going urban, and then you throw stuff like that. But I feel like it's still done tasteful enough, and it doesn't feel like they're really ragging on it. More just acknowledging it. And I know what part you're talking about. And I don't think it'll spoil it. Yeah. But basically, at the end, when they come out on top and Kim walks out, she goes, make sure y'all have your hands up. It would suck to get through all this and then get popped by the cops. That would suck. Yeah. And I just, I think that that's just such a real comment, especially for what was going on back then. 100%. So that was, it was real for them. I agree. They're like a bunch of white guys are about to show up. Get your hands up. Yeah. Wait. 100%. 100%. But yeah, so let's go back. Let's go back. Here. Um, it all starts at the party. And we meet Mr. Tommy Jenkins, who's quickly taken out by Ghostface. Good kill, by the way. By the way, classic bag. Way to go. Um, and then... They have the party, and this asshole, I cannot stand Avery, he fucking dies. Thank God. And, and like, it just, it, it's constantly going, because their, their whole thing is that these people are hypocrites to them. Yeah. These group of kids are all hypocrites. They all have secrets that they're hiding, and Ghostface is like, it's it's time to be on with the secrets. It's time to see what's going on in the inside. Yeah. And it's just really weird, and it brings that creepiness of screen back. It does. I do think that the plot's still a little far-fetched, and it's still a little, like, kind of hokey-pokey shit, like the first two seasons of the MTV one. To it where was, it's like, but, I mean, it was a little bit more believable. Yeah. I just, I don't know, like, and I get it, you have to do it with TV's shows, because it's not like a movie where it's like you got two hours and you're getting the hell out of there. I get that they got to stretch it out a little bit, but, like, these big backstories for my slashers, I don't really give a shit. But well, that's why I like that it just was only six episodes. Yeah. Because, like, the whole shit, like, and in Dion's great. It didn't need 12. No. A 12 episodes. No. I don't think the other two deserve that either. I didn't think so. But whatever. Um, 100%. This had just the right amount of episodes, just about the right amount of time on air. It was good. It was excellent. I loved it. So, Daniel, let's go ahead and talk about your favorite rapper. Tiger. Uh, no, no, no. No. Octavius. Oh, oh, DC, Young Fly. Yeah, I, rapper, Instagram, comedian, many things. DC Young Fly is fucking hilarious, and I love him, and I'm glad he got a cameo here. He plays uh, Kim's neighbor. Yes, and he doesn't yeah. last right. He's he trying to hit. Netflix research because 
girl. I am making it out of this no matter what. I got to fucking do. I'm yeah. surviving. I'm going to go home. I'm going to study all these movies. And she does. And Latavius is like, oh, what's up? My Netflix game and, my Netflix and chill game is up. And she's like, no, I'm good. I'm doing homework. Yeah. And, like, then all of a sudden Ghost Beast calls her and she's like, oh, come on. Let me show you my people. And she gets outside of Latavius. Fucking dead. Yeah. He's fucking dead. <laughs> My boy was hurting. It sucks. It's horrible. And she's like, she's trying to get people's attention. And she's in the middle of the black urban town. And no one wants to call the police. So she's like, she's like, help me, help me. Officer down. Yeah. Why officer down? Oh. And then she starts going, fire! Why officer on fire? And her friend me, and he finds her. But it's just, it's so funny that that's what she resorts to. Yeah, that was super because funny. Because she knows no one's going to call the police for her unless she says something like that. Yeah. So, it was, it was, it was great. That had to have been one of the most humorous times of that season. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. I thought it was a damn good, uh, damn good scene. I felt bad for DC, uh, but he was good, good to be what he was. I think this struggles with a lot of things that shows like these struggles to where you can't have enough kills because you can only have so many characters and you can build them so much and, and make them exciting for them to die. Like, uh, so I like the way they did this. How they kind of toss them in real quick. Yeah. So you need, like, filler in there to die, you yeah. know? So to keep things exciting, keep the killer killing, and uh, keep everybody interested. Mm-hmm. And uh, just, like, guys like the bully from the fucking first episode who was giving Dion shit, the other guy in the Avery football Collins. team. Yeah, Avery. He's got to... He's there to die. Yeah. Guys like that are there to get picked off early and for, like, exciting kills and, you know fun little filler before you start killing off the main players. Mm-hmm. And all these people, I think, played, like we talked about character tropes. I thought they all played their tropes perfectly. I thought uh, Liv was like, I know you didn't like her. And there was, I just, I don't like her trope anyway. Yeah. Her, I, just, I have a problem with the trope of the character that she Oh, yeah, the damsel in distress is never, like, a fun... Not even the damsel in distress. It's like this TV cheerleader. Yeah. But she had heart to her, too. Yeah, but she was miserable inside. That's, like, the thing I'm talking about. Like, how many times have you seen the hoity-toity cheerleader be miserable inside? Come on. <laughs> yeah. She had some extra plot behind her, though. But I, I thought she, she played a, a good... She did a good job at having a couple different layers to her, because you thought she could be crazy at some point, and you thought thought everyone could be crazy at some point. Yeah, they did an amazing job of casting suspicion on every single one of those kids. Yeah, and I like when they got like like they got the good kid Amir to rat, and then he ends up ratting on everybody, and then he gets fucking killed. Just die. Yeah, and it's like. Has sex, which is gonna steal his fate. But then he fucking sends a message. It's like, oh my god, now he's gonna die. Great. Bye. Yeah. And, hmm. 
they did a good job playing on shit like that, though, and making it look cool. And uh, that kill was sweet too. That kill was super sweet. Super. Uh, what was your favorite kill in this? Well, they keep going. What the? F- well, yeah, they should keep going. Um, so the Manny gets trapped in a car in a cornfield, and it yeah. gets set on fire. Yeah. And it's beautiful. Um, I'm sad. I felt bad for Kiki though. That was her boy died. Yeah, but yeah, but. I don't know. She needed it for a character. To <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, so then once they think that everything's good and everything, it's not. And they find out that it's not Jay that's killing everybody. Like, yeah, he somewhat does it every once in a while, but it's actually fast. Oh, shit, yeah. And it's like, oh, fuck. Where's Ken? And yeah. you find out that Beth actually told Ken to run and to get out of there. So as far as anyone's concerned, Ken ditched. Yeah, Ken bounced. So it was Dion who ended up being Marcus. That was his big secret. Yes. The boys switched costumes when they were younger and the mother didn't realize it. So when he got hugged and got called Dion... He was in shock and didn't know what to say, didn't correct her, and he thought someone would figure it out, but nobody ever did, so he just went with it. That's fucking crazy. So. Crazy twist. Uh, And that's one of the things, I didn't feel like they were doing too much. I felt like that actually worked. I kind of liked that twist. And I could see why that would piss off, you know, Jamal, because him and Dion had a special relationship. And uh, so Tiger was all upset about that. And I like the slow reveal on how they kind of showed you that and mm-hmm. then showed why that upset Tiger. And then when him and Tiger had that, like, final meetup at the end, and they, they kind of went back and forth. Mm-hmm. And it's just all that stuff worked for me. I yeah. thought it was good. Because mm-hmm. he revealed that he knew the real Dion. Yeah, this whole time, yeah. So he knew that Marcus was never Dion. Yeah, and that's why he was a dick to him this whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. So that was really good, but uh, yeah, let's get to the uh, let's get to the chunky center here. <laughs> so all of a sudden, done. We find out Jay's are killers, and we find out Beth's the killer when she shoots Dion. And Liv suddenly is like, "Wait a minute, I'm your final girl. I get to live, right?" And it's like. You really did that thing, because that does not work. Yeah. Like, really? You asked, like, Hiller that, of all people? That's what it's like. This is a bit corny. Yeah. So, Beth finally gets her to run, and Beth runs into a fucking rocker because she can't see. <laughs> it's just so funny. And then Beth starts talking about what happened, and she goes, She's like, I always knew I was a sociopath. Why do you think I love horror movies so much? Yeah. I got my hands on every single one that I could, and it just it wasn't enough. I realized that I needed to 
experience myself. And I said, oh, shit, she is crazy. And this one, Daniel looks at me and goes, Mindy, no. He was like, please, no. Yeah. Never. That would be me. Yeah. Because she was super into horror movies. Like she, I was like, Mindy, you better never fucking do this shit. This is bullshit. Because she's like, why should I let Jason and Michael have all the fun when I can be a better killer? Yeah, fuck that. So, her and Liv, they go at it. They go at it. Liv and Dion defeat her. And then who shows up? Kim. <laughs> and Kim's like, hey, I'm back. I'm going to pop a bullet in this girl's head. And they're like, oh, no, that's not necessary. And she's like, oh, no, you don't understand. No matter what it is, sequel, reboot, whatever. They come the back. always come back for one last year. And Beth pops up. And Kim shoots her like seven times. Like seven times. <laughs> and Beth looks at her and she's like, oh, my God, it was you. I should have known it was going to be you. <laughs> I'm so happy. And it's like, oh, well, I'm glad you're happy. Die now. Send the bounce now. Um, and then him drops the gun and he's like, boom, final girl, y'all. <laughs> we thought you ditch. And she's like, I had the opportunity to. And that's when I realized that it was Beth because she was the only one that knew that I was in a car. That's true. She was in Beth's car, which then comes my other famous TV Palmer line. And this series, she loves going, damn. And then when <laughs> she finds out that Beth's car, because she steals Beth's car to run, to go, and it ends up being hers. So she goes, double damn. <laughs> and I love it. It's just so funny. Cause like, double damn. She's just yeah. like, damn. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, my God. So it's, I don't know. It's funny, funny to me. But she came back and she saved everybody. So, and then he got in this San Diego and his mom and his, and Libby Liz got to bring in. And Avery somehow, not Avery, um, not Avery. Uh, Hawkins. Yes. Hawkins ended up moving in with Kim at Georgia Tech, and he's like, what are you doing at school? Like, you couldn't get into college if you had maths and the keys. <laughs> and he's like, I know, I'm staying here with Kim for a little while. And she's like, a little while? We said we talk. <laughs> so, yeah, that's and I'm done a light and funny note. And then I also want to bring up the fact that Dion basically closes the chapter. Like, the phone rings and it's like, unknown caller. And he's like, nope. And hits the ignore button. And it's like, oh, my yeah. God, why didn't anyone else ever do that? It's <laughs> like Sydney take notes. And it's like, why did it help? no one else ever hit the ignore button? Yeah. That's actually pretty clever. It's very clever. So it ends on a very light and happy and fluffy note. And honestly, it doesn't try to be any more than what it is. And I like it. 
Yeah. That's why I think I like it so much. It's because the other one tried to be too much like everything else. Mm-hmm. And this one was, like, different. I agree. I really do. I, uh, I do... I didn't love every part of it. Like I said, some of the kills were lacking to me. Some of them were good. But uh, some of the characters that they built up... Like, I didn't think Liv and Kiki needed to both live. I think you could have killed Liv. She didn't need to live. Kiki could have been the final girl with Dion. Yeah. Uh, so there, there is a couple things like that. But I, I thought it did work for the most part. More than the first two seasons. I think the first season and this are like neck and neck. Mm -hmm. So I I thought it was all right. It's nothing like any of the movies. Mm -hmm. It's, it feels like another goofy side plot, but at least it has the mask and the voice. Uh, It did work in areas. It really did. And I I thought it, it had that suspense from screaming. Like you said, that kind of fear factor. And it did have, you know, genuine scares and jumps and, Then the who done it when we first watched it, we had no clue. No, so we really didn't. And what was really funny is like there's so much football lingo in this, and so much urban lingo in this that I had to have Daniel like tell me what was going on. Yeah, <laughs> be like, Oh, so a flea flicker yeah. is when somebody does it. Yeah, and I was like, Wait, what? Yeah, I had to help you out with some of the dialogue. Yeah. But uh, it turned out to be a really good little side, you know, piece to to a great franchise. Mm-hmm. And it's something to go back and watch and have fun with. And I, I will on Halloween, you know, when we do our scream of weed shit. Yeah, that's and, normally part of it. <clears throat> this is a good watch, and it's a good six-episode little story. Uh. And it, it, if you if you're a Scream fan and you want something to wet the palate a little bit and you've seen all the movies how many times, give this a shot. Fuck it. I thought the story of Dion was pretty good and he's a good like lead. I think Kiki's a good like final girl too, but as the lead and the whole story being based around him, I think Dion does a hell of a job. And uh, overall, I would probably give this uh, seven mass out of ten. I give it a 7.5, but okay. that's just because my boy Tony Todd. <laughs> yeah. Tony Todd is the whole I thing. love you, Tony Todd. If you ever hear this, just know I love you so much. She loves you. I do. I love you more than life itself, <laughs> even though you're old enough to be my granddad. And some people are into that. I love you. And you want to be my sugar daddy and dad. Oh, Jesus Christ. All right. Bye, guys. All right. Uh, we'll decide what we're doing at a later date for next week. And we'll week. let you guys know on the TikTok. All right, we'll we'll let you know on the talkie talkie. Uh, with that being said, this was a hell of an episode, Mindy. Yes, it was. It was a good time. We'll be back, and who do you? Who do you?